Well, good morning, everyone. So this morning, the title of the message will be called The Forgotten Gift of Christmas. The Forgotten Gift of Christmas. It's the present that gets left under the tree. It was about 20 years ago on a chilly Christmas morning. My brothers and sisters awoke and we all gathered together to gather in the living room. And we had anticipation and eagerness on our faces. And as kids, we would sit around the living room in excitement of what type of presents would be in store for us. And my dad was, this, this morning, my dad was busy in the garage. You could hear packing tape and you could hear gifts being wrapped. It must be something for us. Usually he'd be packing for book orders or um, for his book business, but today we could tell he's getting our presents ready. What could they be? Maybe I would get that Lego set I really wanted or that RC car that, that does all these flips and stuff. Maybe that will be what it is. As long as it's not clock, clothes or socks, I'm okay. <laughs> the boxes were wrapped and placed under the tree. Each of us had a box with a name, our name on it, and it was from our parents. I wonder what could it be? Well, these gifts look very similar to the gifts I have right here. They're just some of the gifts. I want to see, does anybody want to come up and open up one of these presents? It'll be yours to have. Justin, you want to come? Come on up. Come here. Here. <laughs> okay, I want you to open it up, and it's yours to have. <laughs> he said, I didn't want this one. <laughs> Can you show them what it is? Can you hold it up? Okay, stand up over here. Stand up over here. Now hold it up really high. It says air. It says air. Do you know what it is? Let's open it up and see what's inside. What is it? Air. Air. Is that what you wanted? No? <laughs> okay. Thank you very much. It was air. Very disappointed. <laughs> he has a very disappointed uh, look on his face. Not very happy. <laughs> and that was the face that one of us had as we opened the gift. We were like, why? Air? What is this? What is air? Is this a joke? I got air for Christmas? <laughs> now the rest of us were really excited to open our presents. And so the next one. We open it up, open it up and see, to see what could be for us. And it was water. water. I got water for Christmas. <laughs> Why did I get this? And the next one was opened. This must be some sort of joke. The next one was goldfish. Maybe he wants this one. It's food. Do you want that one? <laughs> what was happening? Why were we getting all these types of presents? This is what was not what we expected. We got food, 
the next one, as it went on, I don't remember exactly the order it went, but the next one probably got clothes, which were clothes that they had been purchased about a month ago that was probably theirs. Something they already had. So we had air, we had water, food, clothes. This is the worst Christmas presents I've ever gotten. We were disappointed with these. Why did our parents give these as gifts? My parents did this probably to teach us a valuable lesson about being thankful for gifts that we have each day. It was a lesson for us to not take for granted the things that we have, the essential things that God has given us. And it really made me think that, about these things that are incredible gifts that we have. These are incredible gifts that we have each day, and we take them for granted. We don't, are we thankful for them? Are we thankful for air, water, food, and clothing? And at the end of the day, what happened to those gifts? Did we take them with us? Were we happy to have them? I think they left, left them under the tree, and they got thrown away or put them back in the pantry. Um, they got quickly forgotten because it was gifts that I didn't want. It was a gift that I didn't care for. It wasn't what I was expecting. Today, there is a similar gift that gets left under the tree, in a sense. Some might say, I don't need it. Others say, I, that's not what I wanted. Others will say, I'll open it later. Many people today, whether they realize it or not, they treat the other gift, this other gift, that has been offered to them the same way as we did as kids. During this time of the year, we have a chance to remember the greatest gift that has been ever given in the world. It's the gift of gifts. Everybody should be talking about it, but you don't see people lining up in the stores for this gift. This wouldn't be on anyone's shopping list, and it's never advertised on TV or posted about in the weekly ads. This gift is priceless. It's a gift of gifts, yet very few people want it or talk about it. So why is this gift so important? Because it's important because this gift is easily forgotten. And so we should remember it. And that's why I want to look at this morning is five reasons why we should remember the gift of Christmas. So the first reason, if you want to pull up the first slide... It's not coming up? Okay, well, I'll just tell you then. The first gift, the five, five gifts we want to remember for Christmas, five reasons to remember the gift of Christmas. The first one, it's the gift that offers eternal life. The Bible says about this gift, it's, in, it's an indescribable gift. Paul says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And this gift happened about 2,000 years ago, when an angel visited Mary and told her that she would be giving birth to a son, to a child whose name would be called Jesus. And Mary was a virgin who had never known a man. The angel announced that she would conceive the child miraculously. And the birth of Jesus Christ was going to be a miracle. After talking with Mary, the angel also appeared to Joseph. In, uh, in Matthew, he says, Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, 
for he will save his people from their sins. What's so special about this child? And why do we remember this birth on Christmas? It's like the familiar Christmas carol asks, what child is this? This wasn't just an ordinary child. This was God, manifest in the flesh. This child would be called Jesus. The name Jesus is significant. It means savior. The Lord is salvation. And Jesus would, came to this earth in order to save their peop- his people from their sins. The Jesus is the ultimate gift. The Bible says in a very familiar passage in John 3:16 and 17, for God so loved the world that he gave, as a gift, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him, um, that through the world, that the world through him might be saved. So God sent his son to us. He gave us his son. And that was God's gift to us. It was his son. He gave his son because he loved us so much. And he sent him to the earth so that anyone who believes in him will not perish, but would have everlasting life. This is the ultimate gift, and it's the greatest gift that has ever been offered to anyone. And there's no greater gift, that, and there will be never, never be a greater gift that surpasses this gift. Now we know a little bit more about this gift. The gift giver is God, and the gift is the Lord Jesus Christ, who, died, who came to this earth and died on the cross for your sins so that you might have salvation, forgiveness of sin. It's eternal life. In Isaiah, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Second, the gift should be remembered because it's the gift that many take for granted. We must see a need for the gift of God's salvation before it becomes meaningful to us. The gift of air seemed meaningless to us as kids, because we didn't see the need for air. We already had it. But every second, we were breathing in air and exhaling. And if I, was for, if I had a way that I could take away air from you for a second or for a couple minutes, you'd really see the need for that air. You depend on it. Imagine if you were out in the middle of the sea, stranded, and you were, you were losing consciousness and you were drowning. And you sunk, beneath, you sunk beneath the the surface of the water, and you had no air to breathe. After a few minutes, your lungs are desperately burning for a gas, uh, you know, a breath of fresh air. At just the right time, a scuba diver comes to you with a, a spare tank, air tank, and offers you fresh air. How much more valuable is that fresh air to you at that moment? When you were on land, you didn't realize how much you needed air to breathe. But now that you need it, you realize how, how much you, could, uh, you couldn't live without it. And you would surely die and drown. You are helpless without that, without that air. With God's gift of salvation, it becomes meaningful when we truly realize our need 
to be saved. You must realize that you're drowning and helpless before God. You're, you're drowning and helpless without God's salvation. In this case, you must realize that you're a sinner who desperately needs to be saved from your sin. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, and our sin condemns us to eternal death, which means that we'll be eternally separated from God, and we are guilty before God, so we need to be saved from our sin. Thankfully, the, gift, the, the verse doesn't end there. The Bible says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The free gift that God offers us is eternal life. He offers salvation from our sin and gives us eternal life. Do you see your need this morning for this gift? Do you realize that you're drowning and needing to be rescued? If you're here this morning and you have accepted this gift of eternal life, are you thankful for that gift? Do you take it for granted like the air and water we take for granted so often? We should remember this gift of salvation, this gift that God has given us because it's something that we truly needed and we could not live without. The third thing we need to remember, we should remember Christmas, this Christmas gift, because it's a gift that too many people are busy for. Christmas time can be a very busy time for many people. There are so many things that happen, uh, that are happening, and people are in a mad rush to get everything done for that one day, Christmas Day. There are parties to go to, presents to purchase, stores to shop at, lines to wait in. People all over are becoming preoccupied and busy with rushing around, and ultimately they end up missing Christmas. And they show up on Christmas Day, but they miss the purpose of Christmas. Many don't, don't stop and take the time to really think about and ponder what the true meaning of Christmas is. In fact, many people don't even know fully the story of what Christmas is all about. They don't know the Bible story. They couldn't tell you the facts of what happened. People are ignorant about Jesus Christ and what he's done for them. They don't know who Jesus Christ is, why he came, and what he's done. The true purpose of Christmas is not about giving gifts or parties or presents, not that those are wrong, but that it, the true purpose is about Jesus Christ and all these other things help us get lost in the true meaning. Though the holiday can be overtaken by these things and the true, true meaning gets drowned out because, and you won't be able to hear it anymore. People end up being too busy for God. This even happens on the first Christmas, 2,000 years ago. Many people were too busy to realize what had just happened that day. In fact, it was a very busy time. It was a time where people weren't busy going out shopping and buying gifts, but they were busy because they were traveling home for a census, and they needed to find a place to stay. And people were packing in to the, uh, the town of Bethlehem. In Luke chapter 2, it records this. It says, And it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This census first took place while Cernius was governing Syria. 
So all went to be registered, everyone to his own city. And in the midst of all this chaos, you have Jesus, you have Mary and Joseph coming into the town. And they came to Bethlehem and they were looking for a place to stay. And they weren't able to find anything. The town was bursting at the seams, and there was just there was just so many people there that there was no room, even in the hotels and the uh, the places places of lodging. People that day had no idea that a savior was going to be born that night. They were too busy. They didn't do it maliciously or um, because they were um, uh, indifferent. They were just ignorant. They were uh, they didn't know what was happening. They didn't know that Jesus was there. They were too busy to realize what was happening in their midst. And our lives can be full of activities that we become too busy for the Savior. Our jobs, schooling, activities can crowd out the Savior from our lives. And many today are just like the town of Bethlehem. They are ignorant or unaware of what Christ has done for them. And their lives are too busy and they miss out on the purpose of Christmas. So this Christmas, I encourage you to stop and think about the real meaning of Christmas. Are we able to stop what we're doing and take some time to open the Bible and look at what happened when Christ arrived? Do we spend time worshiping and thanking God for sending his son to the world and providing a much needed savior? Fourth, the fourth reason why we should remember Christmas, the Christmas gift, is it's the gift that is urgent and time-sensitive. The gift of salvation is available today, but the offer will expire. If you know anything about our family, you know that we love to shop at Costco. If you shop there enough, at the end of the year, they'll provide you with a certificate that you can take into the store and redeem it for cash. It's kind of like a gift from Costco as a thank you for spending so much with us. And they, they sent me an email this, uh, about this at the beginning of the, school, at the, beginning of the year, um, and the certificate has a note on there that says that this is good until December 31st, 2018. And after December 31st, the certificate expires. And over the year, if I don't redeem it, They send out reminders saying, this gift is still available to you. Don't wait until the last minute. Don't wait till the offer expires. Unfortunately, I still haven't redeemed that gift certificate. It's still being waiting to be redeemed, and I only have a few days left now. And so it's definitely on my list of to-do list for this week. But I could foolishly wait too long and miss out on this opportunity, miss out on this gift for me. Now, the gift of eternal life is of much more importance, and it is much more time-sensitive. God offers, God offers us salvation today, and we are only guaranteed today. We aren't guaranteed this offer will be available to us tomorrow. We don't know if we're going to be alive or around. We don't know if the Lord will come back. Yet people put this offer off. They, don't, they think, I still have some time. I'll wait until a later date. The offer of eternal life will expire if you don't accept it, if you don't accept God's offer of salvation. And we don't know how long it will be around. 
God is extending this gift of salvation to us. For your, to, for, um, give, gift of salvation for forgiveness of your sins. And he wants to give you eternal life. And just as in the days of Noah, when he, um, Noah preached about a flood that was coming. But at some point, there was, it was going to be, the flood would come and the door of the ark would be shut and there would be no chance of salvation anymore. The opportunity was available for a time and God is faithful and gives us, gives us time and he's uh, long-suffering with us. But we are not guaranteed tomorrow. And just like this gift certificate from Costco, this gift isn't mine until I actually receive it or until I actually redeem it. I have been offered the gift, but it's not mine until I actually accept it and go to the store. I have to go to Costco and cash it in. If I don't, I will lose out on the offer. I could think, I have this money, I have this gift certificate in my hand, but it just means it's meaningless until I accept it, until I redeem it. The gift, um, the gift that God offers with God's gift, it's offered to all. But the gift isn't mine until I receive it and believe it. The gift must be accepted by faith alone in Jesus Christ. And by its very nature, a gift is something that we cannot pay for. Let's imagine that I was d- decided to be very generous today and to purchase a very fancy, fancy watch and to give it to you. And if you were to say, well, that's too much. Let me, let me pay for let me give you a couple dollars for that. Is it a gift anymore? It no longer becomes a gift the moment you try to pay for something. The gift of salvation is not something that you can pay for or contribute to. Salvation is a free gift, and it has nothing to do with what we have done. All expenses have been paid for by the Savior. Jesus Christ came to give himself for our sins. And Jesus paid for your sins in full on the cross. And he died on the cross and he rose again. Jesus paid it all. I can't do anything to contribute to this gift. This gift must be received. In Jesus' day, he was rejected. He was rejected by the people who knew him. In John 1.11, it says, He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Today, people still don't receive him. They leave the gift. They put it off to another day. Receiving the gift of Christ is simple. You receive the gift by faith, and the, Lord, uh, the, Bible, says the, the, uh, the Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. And in John 1.12, it promises this, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Don't wait or put it off because the offer will expire. The last point is the reason why we should remember the gift of Christmas today is because it's the gift that few share. Have you ever received a really good gift from your parents as a kid? Maybe you got something for your birthday that you really wanted. Um, and then after you got the gift, your mom told you that five-letter five word that you dread. Share. She, uh, 
She told you to share your favorite toy with your brother and sister, but you didn't want to. It was yours, and you didn't want anybody else playing with it. Kids love receiving gifts, but they don't always want to share it with others. Let's look at what the, uh, the shepherds did when they heard about the news of the Savior. Let's look at Luke 2, 8 through 14. It says this, Now when they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night, and behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. God has given us a gift, salvation through Jesus Christ. And the angels appeared to the shepherds and brought them good tidings, or good news, of great joy for all the people. And what's so amazing about this gift is that it's a gift that you can have, but you don't have to, and you can share it, but you don't have to give away yours when you share it. You can share the gift by simply telling others about it. Yet, many of us don't, many of us don't share it. We keep the gift all to ourselves. We don't speak up when our friends and coworkers bring up spiritual things. And with such good news as this, why aren't we sharing it more often? Now the shepherds, they could have responded in many different ways. After the hearing the good news that the angels came out and, and proclaimed Jesus' birth, they could have kept it all to themselves. And we may not have even heard the story before because they were the eyewitnesses to this event. Let's see what they did. Reading on in Luke 2, 15, it says, So it was, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. Now here's an important part. It says, now when they had seen him, they made widely known the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all those who heard it, heard it marveled at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things which they had heard and seen as it was told them. The gift is something that we must, we, we need to tell others about. If you know the Lord Jesus this morning, if you've uh, trusted him as your savior, you've received such an incredible, marvelous, indescribable gift. The gift of salvation. We, we know the familiar tune that goes, uh, go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. We should be like those shepherds that proclaimed it to everyone. And thinking about that song, if you were to, to, to uh, follow what that song is saying, go tell on the mountain, think about this. Think about these three things, at least. What are you going to tell them? 
what are you going to tell them about? And number two, who are you going to tell? Do you have anybody in mind that you could tell this good news to? And third, when are you going to start telling them? Make it your goal this week to tell at least one person about the greatest gift of Christmas. And after you've done that, tell another person. And then another person. That night, the lives of the shepherds would be forever changed. Their lives were changed after hearing the good news of a Savior and after meeting the Savior. They couldn't contain the secret and keep it a secret anymore about Jesus. They had to tell everybody about it. They had to let everybody know. Similarly, our lives changed the moment we heard the gospel and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't keep this good news to ourselves. So, in conclusion, Christmas, the gift of Christmas, the forgotten gift of Christmas. We should remember this gift because it's a gift that offers eternal life. It's the gift that is so easily taken for granted. It's the gift that many people are too busy for. This gift is also time-sensitive and urgent, and it's the gift that few will share. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we uh, want to praise you this morning for the gift, the ultimate gift, Lord, that you gave was your Son, Jesus Christ, who came to this earth to, with the sole purpose of giving his life for us. Lord, the, the scripture says that he gave himself for us, for our sins. And we thank you for that ultimate sacrifice that was um, accomplished on the cross of Calvary, that you paid for our sins in full, and that you died and you rose again and you are alive today. We thank you for this wonderful time where we can remember what you've done for us, Lord. We pray that we wouldn't forget this, um, uh, this great act of love that you've shown us, Lord. We pray that we would also be like the shepherds who, who went out and told everyone about this great gift that they heard about, Lord. And, they, and uh, we pray, Lord, that we would be like that this morning, um, telling others in this week, I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.